1: <laughs> In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City, with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
0: Fourth down in the Steel City. Crowley, Dunlap, Steelers, Bills. Steelers are a 14-point underdog for the first time since 1969. Colin, what were you doing in 1969?
2: Nothing, nothing. I was born in uh, December 18th, 1976.
0: 76. So,
2: yeah, I'm not that old. Come on. Like, here we go. Uh, it's fascinating to me that if you've kept track of gambling things for that long or if you went gone back and looked at it, It speaks to maybe the Steelers. You know what? People would take different gambling uh, quotients from that or take Mm -hmm. different facts from it. It does speak to their mantra, and it does speak to kind of what they're all about. They're always in it. Like, they always have a chance. And they're stuck stuck to some degree in the throes of that right now. Like, they're never looked at as a team that can get blown out and this whole Tomlin's never had a losing season kind of thing. I think it's emblematic by that number right there. You know, even through the 80s when they were really bad, yeah, they lost some games, um, they weren't more than a two-touchdown underdog.
0: I know that the Bills are really good. I also know that they haven't been exactly world beaters right. in the last couple of times out. What it tells me is everything that folks feared – with the Ben Roethlisberger retirement, it's now here and it's slapping us right in the face. That number's not only about the Bills and how good they are. I mean, this is a football team that experts, and I would consider the Vegas people experts, believe is not a very good football team. And even Kenny Pickett making his debut doesn't shift things. I would be interested to see what the line would be if it were Mitch Trubisky or if it would differ all that much.
2: Oh, good question. Um, you tell me what you what you think about that. I think, man,
0: I think the Bills might have been favored by. I think it would have been about the same. I think it would have been about the same because Kenny Pickett. While well, he definitely provided the quote unquote spark against the New York Jets, right. It's still the guy's first start, and it's on the road, and those fans are nuts, and that team is good, and his defense is super banged up.
2: All right, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. is the spread with Mitch Trubisky playing and T.J. Watt? Play? Okay, what is the spread mm-hmm, with Mitch mm-hmm, Trubisky mm-hmm. playing but no T.J. Watt? What's the spread? I say fourteen and a half, fifteen. 15, just another point.
0: Yeah, I was thinking maybe they add the hook there. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: What is the spread with Mitch Trubisky playing and TJ Watt playing?
0: Maybe 13 and a half.
2: What is the spread? We know the spread with Kenny Pickett playing and no TJ Watt. What is the spread with TJ Watt and Kenny Pickett playing? I say 11 and a half, 12.
0: going to say 12, 12 a and a half?
2: Guy. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we heard Chris Hoke. I mean, he was beating his chest about it on 93 7, the fan, former Steelers defensive lineman, saying that he thinks the Steelers will be 4 and 0 with TJ Watt. I'll ask it this way, though. Are the Steelers, hmm, I want to make sure I frame this correctly. No,
2: don't just go with it. You know, if you don't frame it correctly, then you I, know what? everybody you will know make what?
0: fun of you. It's a, it's a podcast. Right. It's a podcast. I'll say what I want. Mm hmm. I do think they'd have a winning record or at least be even if TJ Watt were healthy. And thus, I don't think they would have gone to Mitch Trubisky. I think I might be happier. I think I might be I think they might be better off being one and three. Now turning it over to Kenny Pickett. I think it gives them a better chance now for the rest of the season. And you also get to look at your future. So I'm actually okay with where they are
2: if Kenny Pickett works out either in the short term or long term and if he works out in the sh- if he works out in the long term that would mean most likely he's probably going to work out some in the short term if it does work out the greatest thing that may have changed the Steelers franchise is Deontay Johnson catching a football out of bounds
0: man by if, a big toe nail
2: yeah, yeah but and that's eyelash if you will mm-hmm. uh, if he catches it in bounds they beat uh they win that football game against the Jets more than likely and You have um, Mitch Trubisky still in the game, still in the game through that uh, second half and playing most likely no matter what, at least into this week. I think it does. It did change the fortunes. But here's the thing, what it what it does. And here's the conversation. I think it's a great podcast conversation here. Is that's exactly when we talk about in the NFL, the importance of every play, the importance of every snap, the importance of every possession, thus the importance of every game. There's only 17 of these. I always stress that so much. You have to – everything has so much weight. What we look at as an innocuous inside three-yard run, you know, it's just one play. Well, if your center dings his wrist up and then you have – even if he's out two plays, three plays and has to get retaped, that might be where your guy gets sacked. And you go backwards and you lose three points where you would have otherwise kicked a field goal. And that's one loss there. And then bang, you miss the playoffs by a game. Every play matters. Baseball, eh, got 162. You miss right. a cutoff, man. Okay. All right. We get them the next day. Hockey, 80 some. Basketball, pretty much the same. Football. If you take the amount of snaps and then the amount of games, you can figure out the finite number. You can figure out exactly what it is. I guess you can come to that number, but, It really goes to show how much you have to the importance on every single fricking snap,
0: man. You're right about that. And if you look at the standings, everybody's bunched up right in one tight, neat little bag. The Steelers could have played the exact same season and you get a bounce in each of the three losses. They could be sitting here at three and one. It's the same football team. And if you would have played each of these games an extra five minutes, I mean, the Steelers defense wore down, I suppose. But maybe they are sitting here at 3-1. You know what I mean? Like, are they are they a worse team than the Jets? They were on a given day. But you play that game ten times. I, I don't know. Let's I think, flip
2: it. If there's a good snap against Cincinnati, they're
0: 0-4. No, you're right about that. And that's
2: that's my whole point, right? Throw
0: a blanket over the entire league though. And I think that's where you are like the Colts, the Colts, what are they? Two, two and one or something like that. And there's a wide open wide receiver running through their end zone on the final play of the game that if Russell Wilson of all people hits, they lose. Instead they win and they're still in the thick of this playoff race. It doesn't make them a better team. Than the team that they just beat, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we look at things, and all that matters is the result. but the Steelers could be the exact same team and have a better record, and it wouldn't make me feel better about them as we move forward. Like I don't think this team was ever destined for great things, but it doesn't mean that they couldn't, at the end of the year have right with this same team been nine and eight, right
2: I'm exactly with you, and here's why like here's another example. Take last year and the, take the t- – just look at it from a negative standpoint and work that way. Take the drops from Ebron. Take the drops from Deontay Johnson. That's why I never get on anybody who gets on these guys so heavily. And the, who was the guy, too, that they signed in the offseason they brought in from the Colts? He played for like half a season, and they had to let him go because he dropped every freaking – Moncrief. Pass so yeah, Moncrief. When people yell and scream at their television, when people are at games – and they're like, you bum, you jerk. Or a guy fumbles, Olszewski, right? Which has happened. You, I would much rather a coach make that move two plays too early than two plays too late. Man. Same thing with the fan base. I never, ever, ever... And again, I'm real big on you act how you want to act, I'll act how I want to act. I don't tell fans how to act. But I would never try to shout down a fan who got all over a guy who made a big mistake. That... Those drops by Johnson, those drops by Ebron in the past, Moncrief in the past, you don't know what it, it ends up molding into. It could be the one play that screws you out of the playoffs.
0: And you know what? We're circling this bad boy. But let's say that pass was completed from Mitch Trubisky to Deontay Johnson in the back of the end zone, and he gets that Nats eyelash inbounds. And Mitch Trubisky's still the starting quarterback today. Does that mean he should still be the starting quarterback today?
2: Because he, it's the his same whole body throw. of work
0: different, or is it just one throw and one catch? Right. I mean, it was the same exact throw. It's just whether or not the guy gets his feet down. And and that determines whether or not the quarterback played well enough or not to stay in the game. I mean, it's fascinating to me. And I do wonder, like the one thing I'll really question, because you and I were both on the same page in in our belief of Mitch Trubisky. I think if you wanted to save the season, the way to do it, because I think they're screwed after you lose to the Jets, wasn't going to Kenny Pickett in a relief pitcher role. It was going to Kenny Pickett as the, as the opener of that game, the starter of that game, and saying, you know what, you've had 10 days to prepare, you go get it. And I think if they had, I imagine the Steelers are 2-2 two and two right now. And if you find a way to steal one of these four, which I think is a possibility, you can always steal one. Even I think if the Tampa scoring. game
2: is they're ripe, but
0: anyway. Yes, I'm with you there. Maybe Miami we will see what's going on with uh, with the quarterback there, and two, at Tonga Vailoa. If you were two and two right now, you could be three and five at the buy. And we're looking at this league. You're right there. You got a shot. And the back half of the schedule ain't all that.
2: You know what's glaringly obvious to me too in after I digest all the the stuff that was said after the game, post game, and then in through the week, I honestly think Trubisky went into the Jets game and thought he would be removed. If one of two things happened, he got dinged up and couldn't physically really go out there. And it was obvious and it showed, or he threw like seven interceptions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really don't think, and now digesting all this media coverage, his mannerisms, his body language, what he said to the media, Matt Canada, what he said to the media, Mike Tomlin, even what he said to the media. I think that Trubisky and maybe even the staff going into that thought that Trubisky was absolutely safe and some epiphany came over them at halftime. Like Trubisky had no idea that performance Hmm. would get him taken out of the game because he wasn't all that much different than what Mitch Trubisky had been in the past. Which lends itself to this. If it was unplanned, for me, it's kind of an error. They should have just done it beforehand or waited till after.
0: Well, at the very least, you should know what you're looking for that was going to promulgate the change. Like if, If there should have been in Mike Tomlin's stack of papers or whatever his tablet that he carries around on the sideline, you swipe a couple of times, you click on a folder, it says, when do I bench Mitch? And it says he's thrown seven interceptions, or we can't score double-digit points against the Jets and a half. Like there should have been a criteria that they were at least going off of to know when they were going to go to that guy, right? Like your go for two random. chart.
2: We go for two if the score. It should have been like that. A paint uh, an Encyclopedia Brown book. Turn to page one forty-eight. Yes. If Mitch does this, right?
0: I do love the idea of. A table of contents at the front of a book, and it just says, (laughs) if you've scored this many points against the Jets, you flip to that page, and it goes, go with the other quarterback. Well, here they are. They've got the other quarterback. He's got a big task ahead of him. We'll talk about Kenny Pickett against the Buffalo Bills coming up next. Fourth down in the Steel City.
2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block.
1: It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A
2: run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: Matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. Go, this is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap.
0: Fourth Down in the Steel City. He's Dunlap. I'm Crowley. We got Pickett this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Again, the Steelers a 14 point underdog. I don't think. That you win this game. It's not 1975, the year Mm -hmm. before you were born, Colin. I don't think you win this game by just going in there and saying, let's take the air out of the ball and run this thing and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. They're not good enough at running the ball. If they were, they'd have done that in the second half of a game where they had a 10-point lead against the New York Jets and been able to get it done. They can't do that. I think you go into this game and you think, okay, our defense is good. Josh Allen's better. We can get some stops defensively. You can't stop the guy on the hole, though, Kenny. We're gonna need you to put up 30 points. I really think that if they're realistic, that has to be the way they approach this game. Well,
2: either 30 points, or and I've thought about this all day. I really, and I'm gonna think about it all the way till 12:59 on Sunday. Outside of those. Three, well, I don't really get drunk. Outside of those times, I have a couple beers on Saturday. I will think about that. I don't. I go. I don't get drunk. I just have I two beers on Saturday. So I think you that has to be the plan, probably. But the failsafe, the fallback, is this: you can't go three and out. You can possess the football and sure. get empty empty possessions, or you can maybe kick a field goal here and there but you can't quickly give it back to them. It's A punt for the Pittsburgh Steelers might not be the worst thing in the world at times. But if they got caught up in a shootout, again, I don't know if they can score enough points to to run in that shootout, but what they just can't do is go three and out. They just they can't. That's why I think they might use a ton of the tight end over the middle and throw it to them five, six yards. It, it looked... They yell Moose or whatever, and you see Heath, it's really going to look like Heath Miller. I think
0: uh, I'm with you 100%. I think that Pat Fryermuth is going to eat in this game. There's no, uh, we don't think, Tremaine Edmonds for the Buffalo Bills, and they're missing at least one of their safeties, if not two, in this game. So I do think that Pat Fryermuth is going to have a big one, especially when you consider the Kenny Pickett has utilized him both in the preseason and now in the first regular season game he's played. So I do think that's important. I also, if I'm, if I'm scheming up the Steelers defense and even at that holy triumvirate of all them smart dudes, they actually probably might need my help. Just hire me 80 K I'll come in. I'll do it for cheaper than anybody else. I think what I would do in this game is I'd play coverage, coverage, coverage. I'm rushing three, I'm dropping eight. And I'm saying, let's take the big play away from Buffalo. And if they want to matriculate the ball down the field, whether it be through the running game or the passing game, I know Josh Allen can do it. He's now an accurate passer of the football. But if I make them work for long drives, that's going to keep the number of possessions down. And I think you can try to do it that way too. Cause I think if Buffalo has 12 possessions in the game, this is a team that doesn't punt, man. Like they didn't punt in the playoffs. They didn't punt at the start of the year. This is a this, when this offense is going, you are effed. So at least if you can't even do it offensively maybe you can help them keep their number of possessions down with your defense by not letting them hit the big play and just making them have to be patient and maybe that's when they can walk into a couple mistakes buffalo i would play a fairly conservative defensive game plan
2: i agree with you there i you know it is and if 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 he turns into Tom Brady and he dinks and dunks you in the middle of the field all day and takes eight yards. So be it. You tip your cap to him. Yeah. But that's not their game. That's not what they do. Um, you know, if if he ends up doing that, fine. But what you can't do is go ahead, rush two, pe- rush three people, rush somebody past them, miss them, and then bang. <laughs> it's one of those shots that he get these every time, all the time with Josh Allen. He'll be running and he'll break the scrimmage line, and the the big fat guys can't catch him and the safeties are already run out of the formation and the corners are all the way out on the edges you'll watch the tv and you'll go why is he the only person in the shot of the screen like there's no one it's like he's he's running a sprint by himself out there in conditioning drills there's no other person in on my television and he has 17 yards in front of him
0: i think that patrick mahomes is the best quarterback in the league But if you flopped him and Josh Allen and Josh Allen got to work with Andy Reid, I might think differently. Josh Allen might be, this is big praise, at least in my opinion. He might be the most physically gifted quarterback of all time because he has what Cam Newton had in that he's an edge rusher with that kind of body, that kind of athleticism. And he just so happens to be playing quarterback. And that guy can throw it 80 yards down the field. And he didn't have accuracy when he came into the league. He's figured out his footwork, things of that nature. He can put that thing 80 yards down the field through a keyhole. So, like, even if you do everything right and your defense is in position and everyone's covered down the field, well, Josh Allen's going to punch a guy in the face. He's going to kick another dude. He's going to outrun T.J. Right. Watt. And then he's going to find somebody or he's going to run for 37 yards. He's almost indefensible. He yeah, is, I mean, it's crazy. He is-
2: in the NFL, what Terrell Pryor was supposed to be at Ohio State, man. Um, for you know, it's it's for me. That's what I see. I see a guy like that. A guy. The, the You know what gets me about Josh Allen? And by the way, we're gonna play word association to start the next segment. I've got some things in my head. When I see Josh Allen, you know what jumps out of me every time that I watch a Bills game. I'm watching it, and he'll break contain a little bit, or he'll get around, or be a design run, and I'll say to myself that was a gain of three. And then the <laughs> announcers say second and one, like <laughs> it looks like he gets one or two yards and he gets nine. It yeah. looks like he gets three or four yards and he gets 12. His strides are so gigantic. He runs so effortlessly and he just gallops that, that that blows me away. It it, it looks like a, an 11 yard gain is just an innocuous four yard gain for him.
0: He looks like a high school kid that wound up playing eighth-grade football and is just out there having fun with everybody else. And this is the NFL. right? And, and I got to imagine, yeah, I got to imagine if you're Minka Fitzpatrick and you're the robber coming underneath a route and you cut that thing off and he doesn't throw the ball, and then you're thinking, okay, we got this one covered up, and you're thinking, okay, he's going to have to throw it away, this, that. We got great guys rushing the passer. And all of a sudden, it's second down and one because he just makes something out of it. That shit must be infuriating, oh, man.
2: 100%. I mean, that's got to
0: absolutely kill you.
2: And 100%.
0: You know what, Ben? You like I used to hate watching the Tennessee Titans against the Steelers when Steve McNair was quarterback because he the Steelers had a tough time bringing that guy down. That guy was a baller. And I feel like that's what everyone else felt like watching their team play Ben Roethlisberger. This guy's now the modern-day, freakazoid, Hulk-Marvel version of whatever Ben was. I don't know where his career winds up going from here. I have a pretty good guess. It, it, he's taken what Ben used to do, and he's it's it's tenfold. It's it, it really unbelievable to watch. I'm, I'm at sorry. a loss for words. And like he wasn't
2: this good when uh, – he was not anywhere near this good the day he was drafted.
0: No way. And that's that, to me, is insanity, what this guy was. His – His first year in the league, I remember the Steelers, and I don't know if it was his first or second year, but I remember when the Steelers played the Bills at Heinz Field with Duck Hodges at quarterback, and Josh Allen couldn't hit a dump off because he was that woefully inaccurate. And now there ain't nothing he can't do. Like if Tannehill gets good,
2: okay, And, and he's on his way to being pretty good this year, they've been a surprise. If he gets good, no matter how good he gets, He'll never make better throws than he did in college. They'll just be the same throws. Mm. You you know, he didn't – he needs to improve on reading defenses. He needs to improve – his arm strength will never get stronger than it was his last year at Clemson. His ability to fit it in a window won't get better than it was at Clemson. He'll just catch up to the speed of the game, make better uh, decisions (laughs) at the scrimmage line, and play with better players. So, like, you know kind of what his ceiling is. It's just how is it transferable to the NFL game, and how does it grow – in um in accordance with that Josh Allen it looks like two different players
0: he does and Patrick Mahomes had a long way to go whenever he came into the NFL from Texas Tech too and it does make you wonder about Kenny Pickett how much how much ceiling is left in his body meanwhile I mean we don't compliment in the general we we don't compliment the opposition very often Josh Allen Kudos to that guy for working to get where he got to. I mean, he deserves a bunch of credit for that. And I suppose people in Buffalo do too. But that guy worked because you don't do what he's done and become this from where you were if you ain't busting your ass. So kudos to him.
2: Hot take before we get to real quick association. If Justin Herbert actually had a good offensive coordinator and players around him, he'd be doing just about the same things.
0: Yeah, he's he's in that class too. You're right. I mean, That's we saw him. Take. He ran for like a hundred yards against the Steelers. Like he can he can do it with his legs too, and he's got a super good cannon. Nice hair, attractive oh, young it. man. Good lettuce is what the kids say. Lettuce. Oh, I know. Maybe I've had too much to drink. Here we go. Word association next. Fourth down in the Steel City. Getting
1: engaged is a moment worth cherishing. Conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. Go, this is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap.
0: Fourth down, Steel City, Crowley, Dunlap, Bills, Steelers, Sunday, Colin. Word association. Word association. You get ten words.
2: I figured this out in my head. This is you get ten words. I say something, a phrase, a person. An idea, you get 10-word reaction, that's it. Are you ready? Yes. Right. Well, that's just one. I, mean,
0: I know, okay. I was thinking about it.
2: Here we go. Bills Mafia.
0: I like the cut of their jib. Tone it down, please.
2: That's it, that's it. No, that's it, that was 11. So you only get nine for this one. Um, here we go. Really hot Buffalo win.
0: I like them. Douse in blue cheese dressing.
2: Mild buffalo wings.
0: I like them. Douse in blue cheese dressing.
2: Celery with buffalo wings.
0: Celery sucks ass.
2: Carrots with buffalo wings.
0: I can dig carrots. Dip in ranch.
2: Booing Scott Norwood.
0: Who's Scott Norwood?
2: Marv Levy. Great or not?
0: Good, not great. Ooh. Wow. I don't
2: think. Huh. Jeez.
0: You got to win. Quarter,
2: best quarterback in the NFL right now. My homie. All right. A couple more. I got a couple more for you. Ready? Having to live in Western New York.
0: Not all that different from Pittsburgh. Okay. take
2: a free pass for Kenny Pickett, no matter what happens this weekend.
0: No, Mike Tomlin told me we're not grading on a curve.
2: Gotcha. Matt Canada's success tied directly to Kenny Pickett's success.
0: No, you can always hire someone better.
2: And lastly, are you ready for this? Here we go. The last one I had in my head. Your
0: job's harder than mine. No, the last
2: one I did. I had one more in my head. The last one in my head is this. Should OJ Simpson be allowed at Bill's games?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's a free man, Colin. He didn't do it. If he did, this is how he would have done it.
2: Free association. I don't mind it. You like
0: it? I love it. We should do that every week.
2: Yeah, ten words. Yeah, we should do it every week. Coming from the guy just has to answer. That's um, right. Yeah, no. Uh, let's. And get nobody
0: counts this. either. I don't even. I can't even tell you. I mean,
2: it's it's. It, you know what I like in this too? It's like the ten or fifteen or less aisle at the grocery. Just get it close and we're good. That's if, right. If you use thirty words, then there's a bitch. If you if you get 11, 12, and you're close, nobody will say something, especially if they're small items like
0: toothpaste and stuff. Yeah, it's like a play at the bag at second.
2: Yeah, neighborhood yeah. play, get it close. Um, Back to that one situation about Bills fans. All right, it's been a long time. Got knocked out of the playoffs last year. Thirsting and wanting and needing their team to play well. If the Steelers can't get there, and we always play this game, I guess, once the playoffs start, if your yeah. team gets knocked out – Are they a fan base you can get behind in a team and an, excuse me, an organization you can get behind if your team doesn't get there?
0: Certainly. Yeah, I think so. Their fans have been through such heartache and they care. And if you can combine those two things I'm in, so long as they're not a rival like Cleveland, Cleveland cares, but I'm not going to ever root for them. If so, I'm a college football fan. I'm a West Virginia fan to those out there who don't know, listening to the podcast and Like a couple of years ago in basketball, we'll go to basketball here. uh, South Carolina made the final four. And that pissed me off because West Virginia has been so close under Bob Huggins. They went to one. They should have been, maybe been to more. I don't like when an underdog wins when my team is also one of those teams that has been through a lot, but you couldn't root for Frank Martin. I like Frank Martin a ton. I like him a ton, but if if my guys can't get there, I I can't stand. I would rather a blue blood be there because they've already experienced the success than somebody else. Yeah, I know. I but, can't.
2: I but can't. The Steelers
0: see. have had a lot of success in my life. They they've very rarely fallen on truly hard times. They've suffered some very bad losses, and they haven't won a playoff game in five years. But yeah, I can I can root for Buffalo. That's a long winded answer. I went way over my ten.
2: No, no, the ten is over. We've oh, closed well, that, we've I closed know. that game. No. Uh, we're finished with that.
0: Do you root for him?
2: Only if the Steelers are out. Yes. I yeah. here's the thing. I find them. I, I I I search to find the thing that makes them hard to root for, and I can't find
0: it. That's, I love I, McDermott. I think he's awesome.
2: I agree. Uh, their ownership, the Pagolas, they seem to be okay. Um, the way that they go ahead, they build a stadium. They their their initiative, their their link with the community, all that sort of thing. I mean, it feels like, I mean, they have hockey there, but it feels like they're almost two teams. That's how big they are up there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like uh, whenever I look at a fan base, I work backwards from the negative. Like what is easy to hate Mm -hmm. about them? And I can't find a lot of things that are easy to hate about them. Also this, you know, I grew up in an era where they they didn't necessarily turn into lovable losers but they turned into oh can't you know can't they just win one maybe and give yeah. those people something uh that they were just put through such a ringer yeah i can i i can feel it for buffalo i really can and that's all they got like it, it starts snowing in buffalo yesterday um no it it does it starts snowing like September 15th, and it doesn't melt until St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Maybe even April 15th. Yeah. And you got – and the other part, like here in Pittsburgh, it snows. You throw salt down, whatever. You clean it up and so- – it's the same snow that just piled. It never melts.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there'll be a 50-degree day in January in Pittsburgh, and we'll all be like, oh, this is great. Let's go right. play basketball. Yeah, they don't get that in Buffalo. Uh, snow comes uh, – wind comes off the lake. Uh, I think I think they're easy to root for. I think, I think the way that they lost to the Chiefs last year was so befitting of the things that happened to them in the 1990s that I also root for them. And I'd like to see it happen for him. I also think there's, like, if I look around, and this might be anecdotal, I brought this up on the morning show. Right. Out of all the other NFL teams, the one that I see the most stuff of in Pittsburgh other than the Steelers is Buffalo. Like, there's Buffalo flags down our street. There's one a couple of streets over. I see uh, people with uh, Bill's hats on from time to time. I think next to the Steelers, I might see more Bill's stuff than I see any other fan bases.
2: There may be just as many fans of other teams in Western Pennsylvania, but I have found Bills fans are the, the quickest and the most apt to just allow their fan flag to fly. They, yeah. they, they're like Steelers fans. They wear their stuff everywhere. It's a part of their identity. Like, And I can respect the hell out of that. Uh, Ravens fans aren't like that. Bengals fans aren't like that or transplanted ones or even the Cleveland fans that are transplanted that I've seen. But the Bills fan, uh, again, the numbers might not bear out. There's more Bills fans. Great but point. Their, their sense of pride seems to be deeper than a lot of fan bases.
0: Yeah, so good for them. I hope that they I hope that they have success if the Steelers don't make the playoffs. I don't think the Steelers will make the playoffs. I think they lose this game, Colin, 35-24. What do you got?
2: Uh, I'm terrible at math. So the Steelers are going to lose by 17. Mm-hmm. And the Bills are going to score 31 points. So what's that make it?
0: That's
2: my score. That's what I got. 31-14.
0: There's the prediction. We'll do it again on Monday after a Steelers loss to the Bills, we predict. Fourth down in the Steel City.